0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to a Wednesday edition of Texans All Access from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. John Harrison, Mark Vandermeer in game week mode. You know how you do that thing where, you know, Monday is really a Thursday and Thursday yeah. is really a Friday. Wednesday is really a Wednesday. There's no question. There's this is no, actually this is Wednesday. Game week. Yeah. This is Wednesday. It's game week Wednesday, which meant the team was out at practice today and we are in regular season mode. So we only saw 20 minutes of practice, yep. which is OK because it was like a thousand degrees out. So we're good with that. Mark, how are you doing?
1: Can I give you the uh, the inside scoop here, though? Ooh, ooh, so ooh. I was getting lunch, which is served for the business ops employees in the press yep, box, yep, yep. which is very nice, actually. Mm-hmm. And I looked out on the field, and they were still going. They went for a while today. Now, mm-hmm. this is hardly a shock because the media knows this. They were waiting to hear from D'Amico Ryans and company, and they had to wait maybe longer than they thought they had to. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like they went three hours today, Johnny. Right. But they had a what I would consider a tough practice today. I didn't see the whole thing. But I think based on the time they were out there, that was thorough. Yes. But it's good because they were off their feet Sunday. Monday, they had a little walkthrough. Mm-hmm. Tuesday, day off. They got some R&R, and now they're back at it. And I think D'Amico trying to uh, simulate a game week situation. I don't think in week 11 they'll go as hard as I think they did today. Mm-hmm. But you're right. It's a game week simulation this week. They changed it up. We all know that. We've talked about it. If you follow the Texans, you know they canceled the joint practices with the Saints. I'm all in favor I thought that last week was a really hard week for them, going up against the Dolphins a couple of times, two hard practices unto Mm -hmm. themselves, another three-quarters practice. That was a lot of practice, and then the game itself. So let's get ready for
0: Sunday night at the Superdome. Buckle up. Buckle up, baby. Yes. All right. We're going to have Drew Doherty stop by after a little bit, because we're going to go in the lab, so we'll have that for you a little bit later, then we'll go around the league. A lot of stuff happening. Throughout the league, including a New York Jet, former Tennessee Titan, calling it quits, mm. retiring at the age of 28. So that was interesting, but uh, we'll get to that a little bit later in the show. So, Mark, I'm inspired a little bit by today, fantasy drafts. Okay. Uh, Mina Kimes and what she does on her podcast. Uh, and just the fact that I love drafts. So, what... We know what a fantasy draft is. You're drafting fantasy players and all that kind of stuff. What Mina Kimes does, and I think she does it with uh, Golick, Mike Golick Jr., is they go back and forth and they pick their teams for the year, and then they add up their they add up their wins at the end of the year. So Wait. they go back and forth. Oh, I see the total so like, number. So you pick the Texans, I pick the Jags, and then I because we're snake picking. So then I pick the Chiefs, you pick the Bills and the Eagles, and then we add all the wins at the end and see who comes up with the best number. That's cool. However. So if you get like a
1: Detroit, which exceeded its projection, yes. that's a big plus.
0: Right. But exactly. if you got
1: Arizona, which should have, could have, would have won more, the Rams, now you're screwed. Yes. Potentially.
0: But I don't want to do that because uh, her podcast just dropped with the team, so I don't want to do that. So I want to I go in this direction. Okay. Using kind of a similar concept. This is all about touchdowns.
1: Touchdowns, total touchdowns. Total
0: touchdowns created. Mm. Passing, running, and receiving if there are any cuz there might be some. Okay. For NFL quarterbacks. Are we going to chart this? Mm-hmm. Let's go. We are going to chart this. So we're going to do quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. All right. It's just quarterbacks and it's only touchdowns accounted for. Rushing Passing, receiving. Okay, I think it's the only way you can. Well, that's for, that's, that's everything. Right? I mean, unless they go on defense and pick six. Sammy Baugh used to go over there and get pick sixes, but that was back in the. But 30s if you and get 40s. pick
1: sixed, is it a subtraction or we just call oh, no, it?
0: No, even? no, no. This is just aggregate touchdowns. This is just the revenue. This is not the mm. net net profit. Gotcha. This is just revenue. This is right. Passing, running, and receiving. If there is a receiving touchdown, Okay. okay that's it quarterbacks in the nfl now i guess if we go probably we'll go as long as we can into this segment but the goal is to get five and we'll snake pick so you will go first five each we will go back and forth and some of the first ones i think would end up being um sort of obvious maybe maybe not but we'll see how that ends up going because I think I have a surprise early on. But we'll we'll get to well that. when you get down to seven, eight,
1: nine, mm, ten it overall. It gets tough. It gets interesting. It does. Get it interesting. does. I can tell you who I'm not picking right now, by the way. But we'll get into that later. Okay. I get to I get the first pick. You get the first pick. Okay. I'll give you the
0: first pick. I don't want to root for him ever, and I won't. But I'll just take him and see where it takes me. Patrick Mahomes. Okay. I mean that's a solid pick. I mean Mahomes was a touchdown creating machine, especially in. Uh, in the playoffs, I mean, he's just, my God, he was so good. Yeah, he's unbelievably good. But um, how many touchdowns did he have last year? He accounted for, man, he threw forty-one touchdowns last
1: year. Yeah, forty-one.
0: Forty-one. Mm-hmm. Um, as a runner, he ran for
1: four. I I would have picked more. I would have thought seven, That's eight, nine, 45. somewhere in there.
0: 45. 45 is a lot that's 45 he can throw touchdowns for 50, you know he can i know i All know right.
1: so He's, who are you gonna pick who's he, your he number threw two for
0: 50. um i think i'm gonna go straight to jalen hurts okay um uh, because that is a combination of both passing and running he threw i would have thought this number was more but he threw 22 touchdowns last year that was it but he also ran for and some of them were quarterback sneaks but he also ran for 13, so you're talking 35. So okay. I'm okay with that. But we're snake picking.
1: Oh, so you go again. So I know who you're again. taking. You're going to take my guy.
0: Am I going to take your guy? Yeah, you are. Go so ahead. I got Jalen Hurts. I think the Bengals are about to blow up. Oh. I'm you're not gonna, taking your guy?
1: You're taking Burrow? I'm taking Joe Burrow. Go ahead.
0: I'm going to go Jalen Hurts. I'm going to go Joe you Burrow. Go I'm going to it. 2020 mm-hmm. uh, draft class. Uh, Joe Burrow uh, is that guy. So I'm going with the uh, – oh, I mm, – did I? Burrow last year, he threw for thirty-five touchdowns. Now he had a he had a rushing touchdown in the playoffs. During the season, he had five, so five and thirty-five. He had forty, so not on level Mahomes, but a little bit more than Jalen Hurts. So I got Jalen Hurts and I got Joe Burrow. All right, all right. Now I'm it's not, back to you to snake pick. So you got two. I'm not
1: looking here. I'm just going to take Josh Allen right here. Okay. All right. All right. And since I'm snake picking. And I'm mm-hmm. going for a quarterback with a ton of touchdowns. Yep. I'm not going to go there where people think I'm going to go, or where think where they where they think I should go, perhaps. Right. And I'm not going to go there. Okay. I will go here, and I'll go to Justin Herbert, who will not Ooh, run for much. Is that who you
0: thought I was going with?
1: But he could throw for a ton. No, I thought you yeah. were going to take Allen because you're a big Josh Allen guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. I like jo- I like Josh Allen. Last year, Allen threw for 35 touchdowns. So Allen has had the last three years. He threw 37. He threw 36, he threw 35. So he's gone down one each year, but still, 35. But he ran for seven. Wow. How about these numbers for Josh Allen? From his rookie year, eight rushing touchdowns, nine rushing touchdowns, eight rushing touchdowns, six rushing, seven last year, so that's 42.
1: That's a bunch of rushing touchdowns.
0: Wow. I didn't think he had that many. I didn't think even even last year I didn't think he. Had I that think
1: he many. runs too much, but
0: I agree with that. I don't think he's going to stop though.
1: He'll yeah. keep doing it, and I'll keep racking up these points to beat you in this competition. So I have three quarterbacks total right now. You have two, okay. So you get the next
0: two picks, okay? Herbert last year. How about ooh? Now in twenty twenty one he threw thirty eight touchdowns. Ooh, last year twenty five. He had twenty five touchdowns. How many did he have rushing? He had zero rushing. Wait,
1: so only twenty five
0: last he year. He had just twenty five touchdowns last. He's year. He's
1: coming back, Johnny. He's got to. I
0: mean, I, this is bad for me though. I should have really. looked
1: that up. No, I should have looked that up.
0: No, but I mean, if he goes back to twenty twenty one, which he could do, if he throws thirty eight touchdowns, he'll probably mm-hmm. get a couple. But via sneak, mm-hmm. that's forty. Well, that's, a, that's a pretty solid. That's a pretty solid number. All right. So you have Mahomes, you have Josh Allen, you have Justin Herbert. My side, I have Jalen Hurts, and I have Joe Burrow. Again. This is just total touchdowns, throwing, running, receiving if there is one. Did the quarterback have a receiving touchdown? It had to be a quarterback with a receiving touchdown last year. It happens. Had to be.
1: But it's just one usually I mean, had or something like that from uh, the rare player.
0: Yeah, I mean the Philly special, et cetera. Yeah. So I've got two. So Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow are my two and i've got i've got one in mind but i don't know that i want to pull the trigger on it oh oh i know who i want i know exactly who i want and we saw him last week you're gonna take two i'm gonna take two because when now it's a it's a risk it's a risk because last year in 13 games started at 25 touchdowns so roughly two a game so Mm -hmm. at 17 games this year that's 34 i don't know if he had any rushing Uh, did he have any rushing he had zero rushing he had three in each of the years before that so i'm banking on a to a staying healthy b the fact that he's got tyreek hill and he's got Jalen waddle and c before we get to the next quarterback your thoughts on if the dolphins go out and get jonathan taylor How does that change the number for Tua Tonga-Bailoa?
1: Yeah, it might lower his touchdowns because Taylor's going to get the ball a bunch and he's going to score. So that might subtract. So this is a fantasy football conversation at this point, right? Mm. You're wondering who's going to score more. I mean, fantasy football, sometimes you want the quarterback who's going to be behind a lot, like Mm -hmm. Deshaun Watson in 2020, right? Behind a lot, through for a lot of yards. Mm Mm-hmm through a team record amount of touchdown passes, which wasn't that much compared to, say, Mahomes throwing 41, Mm -hmm. but that was the first year the Texans ever went over 30 touchdown passes as a team ever, ever in the history of the franchise. It took that long. We were waiting for that to happen. It finally happened, and it happened in the worst of years. So it goes to show you it's not the be-all, end-all, but it's nice to throw for a lot of TDs. And it helps your fantasy scores. So if we're talking about total touchdowns for quarterbacks in this competition, I have three. Now you still have three. You get one more pick here. So you just picked Tua, Mm -hmm. and you have, what, two more quarterbacks to select because you'll get the final pick.
0: Yeah. um, Yeah, so we're snaking back to you on this one, but I I go first. So I'm I'm stuck in between uh, a couple of quarterbacks. I, I I'm going to shock I'm going to shock you with this one. Okay. Oh my god, I'm going to shock you with this one. His numbers are way better than you would think. And I do think that being on the quarterback documentary has changed the thought on Kirk Cousins. Oh yeah. I'm going with Cousins.
1: Yeah, I had him I, I had him Cousins. in my uh I have him on my board, Johnny, in this competition. <laughs> in fact, I'll just go ahead and cross him off now that you picked him. Yeah,
0: I'm going to take Cousins. Let's see. This is what Cousins has done the last Now, he only had 29 last year, but the last three years, 35, 33, and 29 in 2021-22. But he also had a couple of rushing touchdowns. He should have had one against the Bills, but he got stuffed at the goal line. Um, How many touchdowns did he have rushing last year? He had two, but say he throws 30. I think he can get the 30. He can get 30-plus with Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison. I think he's 35. I think he gets the 35 this year. And get a couple, that's thirty-seven. I'll take that. I'm gonna go Kirk Cousins. And is it just me? Or has the narrative on Kirk Cousins changed I, because of the documentary? Like people started really seeing what Kirk Cousins is all about. Everybody's looking at him going, Man, he's a tough dude. You see what he he got beat up. Look at him continue to play. I don't know. It it feels like the narrative on him has changed, maybe, and maybe there's more. You know, people see the kind of dad bod, cool dad, Kirk Cousins, <laughs> dad maybe? I, I don't know. I, it just feels like it's changed. It used to be, oh, he can't wait a prime time, he can't do this. And all of a sudden, it's like, man, you know what I secretly like? I like Kirk Cousins. Well, say that loud. Say it with your chest. I like Kirk Cousins.
1: No, it's not cool to say you like Kirk Cousins. I know. And so I don't know about that. So people won't do it. Yep. But I think the show has changed his image a bunch. A lot of that show is just, and somebody should string together. Not a highlight reel, but just a reel of all the Kirk Cousins' moans and groans when he gets hurt. Because that show is a lot of, oh my god, uh! you know, you really hear him in pain. Yeah. And it's uncomfortable to watch. Yes. You see the shots he takes. In fact, before I started watching it, you said just check it out because Kirk Cousins' taking some awful shots. <laughs> yeah. At, awful yeah. shots. Yeah. Um, you know, is it my pick now? Yes, it's your I pick. I get two you get picks. Two- to finish off my five in the quarterback touchdown challenge here that you have announced. I was going to look, and I did look at Dak Prescott, but I pivoted off of that very quickly. But Dak in 2021 threw a gazillion through 37 TDs, he threw a lot of touchdown passes last year, got injured, didn't throw for as many Mm -hmm. Threw for 23. So that's obviously a tremendous diminishment. And I'm not going to take my chances on Dak, but, I do have a couple of interesting options here. Aaron Rodgers is still on the board. Yeah. And I'm yeah. going to go ahead and take old Aaron. Okay. And I say old Aaron purposely because I've been watching Hard Knocks and yeah. I'm not saying he doesn't have it anymore, but you get to be his age and it's a noticeable difference between him and the younger guys. Yep. In fact, he looks older just facially. At his age, I'm not saying athletically, Mm because he could probably run just as well as he ever had. Well, maybe not just as well as he ever has, but better than Tom Brady did. That's my whole point. When Brady was his age, because he's younger than Brady, but he looks older than Brady did. Brady always maintained this sort of youthful look. Maybe it's the Botox. Maybe it's something Giselle gave him. Some kind of cream, you know, some yeah, kind of yeah. foundation. I don't know what Brady uses. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to judge him because he looks fantastic, right? Right. And uh, Aaron Rodgers looks a little more weathered. Not bad, but just weathered mm-hmm. for a former, you know, for a former young person. <laughs> I mean, what am I saying? For a guy who used to be younger. Anyway, right. but I'm going to go ahead and take him here, Johnny, cuz okay. he could still sling it and he's going to put up a lot of yards and a lot of TDs, and he could still run for some touchdowns as well. So I'll take Aaron Rodgers, and I got one more pick here.
0: Yep, that'll give you five, right?
1: Yep, and this will be my fifth one. Okay. And it will be, I don't want him to do well September 10th.
0: I knew it. I After knew it.
1: that, he can go ahead and go off, and that would be, especially against Cleveland, that would be one Lamar Jackson because, of course, I'm going to pick Lamar Jackson. If Lamar Jackson is healthy, he's a touchdown machine. He's running, he's throwing, you know, Munkin, what's he going to do? So let them get off to a very horrible start on September 10th. After that, start putting up some numbers, especially when you play the Cleveland Browns. Thank you.
0: So thus far, we have nine quarterbacks drafted, right? Hurts. Yep. Uh, NFC. Burrow, AFC. Two AFC. Cousins, NFC. Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Zava, Lamar. You went straight up AFC.
1: I did, but that's where I'll or most of the good quarterbacks are, you took Hurts, so that leaves the pickings pretty slim in the NFC. And I took a look at Dak Prescott, but I moved off of that
0: quickly. I feel like I now I'm playing a game with this one, but, but. I can't believe I'm going to say this. What? I think I'm going to go with Jared Goff. That's not a bad deal. I mean, with Amon Ross St. Brown and Sam Laporta, I mean, Ben Johnson's one of the better offensive coordinators. He's got a great offensive line in front of him. I mean, if Jamison Williams comes back after the injury and after the suspension, you got a deep threat. I think I'm going to go with Jared Goff. Let's talk about who
1: you passed up here.
0: Yeah, let's let's do that.
1: Established guys. Because, look, we'd all love to see C.J. Stroud throw 35 touchdown passes, run for five more. Mm -hmm. You know, he's a rookie, though. That's a lot to ask.
0: I couldn't bring myself to take Trevor. I couldn't do it.
1: I was hoping I, you would. not I, I
0: couldn't. I was
1: hoping I didn't have to because if you had taken one of my other two guys, I don't know if I would have taken Cousins, but I might have.
0: I don't know that I could have done that. I, I just I, I couldn't be sitting there going, "Hey, did you see Trevor Lawrence threw five touchdowns today?" That just ah. Uh.
1: Hey, didn't Blake Bortles throw for thirty five? Well, he threw for thirty yeah. five hundred once, or maybe even yeah, more he, than he, that, and then he threw 20, for thirty five touchdowns or something like that. It was
0: twenty fifteen because by twenty sixteen he. Hit, everything in his mechanics was breaking down. So 2015, yeah, 2015, he had 30. How about this for a Bortles year? He had 35 touchdowns, 18 interceptions, mm. and he threw for over 4,400 yards with just a 58.6% completion. Yeah, I had that 35 it's, number in my head. And uh, yeah. yeah,
1: 40 oh, 4,400 yards. Holy crap.
0: He never threw. And this goes to my point. In fact, I was writing up a quarterback today um for the 2024 draft and i was thinking about it and wondering where i should put him and there's been some buzz ar- around this particular quarterback and i thought i don't love the completion percentage stat I'm, i mean i'm one of those that like look there's a lot that goes into the completion percentage stat however if you complete less than 60 percent of your passes in college yeah when do you ever come to the NFL and go, I'm ready to tear it up, 70%, here we come? Josh Allen. Never. That's Josh Allen's about the only Allen's one. We can think the, of exactly. He's about the only one.
1: And Anthony Richardson has to do it. Blake
0: Bortles was never really above 60 I'm looking at the numbers
1: right now, Johnny. Everything's below 60 except for two seasons, yep. the AFC Championship game season. But that was 60.2. That was just 60% yep. completions. That year, as good as they were, he went 10-6 and six as a starter in the regular season. 21 TDs, 13 picks. What? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Leonard Fournette running and really good defense that year for the Jags.
0: Very, very good defense. Now he did complete when he's at UCF. 67.8 one year, 62.9 one year, um, and then his first year he was 68.2. So he was decent. Decent. No, that's good. At UCF.
1: But the thing is, you don't know if you have those numbers. That's good you don't know if they translate. Mm-hmm. If you don't have 60% right. or, or plus correct. in college, the odds are slim that that's going to correct itself. Right. And for Richardson, it needs to. Yeah. Can't live on his legs alone. I'm still perplexed why they didn't start him in the last preseason game. Let's see if they do it in the next. I haven't followed the Colts today. Maybe they've announced something. I don't know. But you know we'll be following them with great interest. Week two, home opener, September 17th. Tickets, HoustonTexans.com.
0: So here are our teams. Okay. Here's Marks. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Zava, Aaron Rodgers, and Lamar Jackson. I actually, for pick number five, I had written down Lamar, not thinking you were to take him, which was dumb. I should have known. Uh, my team, Hurts. I'm going to NFC, partially. Hurts, Burrow, Tua, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff. Aggregate touchdowns. We'll add them up at the end of the year, uh, and the loser has to buy the other one lunch at the Houston Texans Cafe.
1: Were you tempted by Daniel Jones this I, season? I was.
0: I actually was. I watched them the other night against the Panthers, Mark. Wow. Darren Waller's going to make all the difference in the world for them because Ooh. he's a matchup nightmare, and Dable and Kafka know exactly, exactly what they're doing. That It's a really fun offense to watch, and now if Saquon's healthy. I think, I think Jones could be pretty good this year. I gave it some thought, yes, absolutely.
1: Rushing touchdowns yes, for absolutely. Jones. Absolutely. Seven last year, but he only threw for 15. I they think that kept everything kind of tight.
0: They did. And I think it was good, but I think as long as you have a dog and there are times when you grab that leash and that leash is short Mm -hmm. and that the dog knows dog knows, okay, I can't get too far. But if you do it right and you just give a little bit of leash as you go, dog's fine. But if all of a sudden you just open it up and let them, they're going to fly off and they're all over the place. I think if they just let a little bit at a time, it's like releasing the steam from the pressure cooker, just a little bit at a time, a little bit of time, a little bit of time for Jones, I think they're gonna I think that offense could the Giants could be night and day different.
1: I like night your dog analogy different. here. Yeah. Were you tempted by Justin Fields? Yes. Seventeen TDs passing last year. He was seventeen and eleven last mm-hmm. year. Wasn't horrible. And he rushed for eight. And he was it's one of a, the leading rushers in the league. Wasn't he seventh or something like that? He was a top-ten rusher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He with was, all those TD passes. I know.
0: And I think he could get to 10 rushing, and I think he could maybe even say double his number. I, I did give Fields some thought, too. But they had the too.
1: worst record in the NFL.
0: Yep. Well, Weird. that was last year. That was last year. That's got to be our refrain. That was last year. This is this year, and coming up next, will be in the lap with Drew Doherty and myself. Keep it right here on Texas All Access. All right,
1: our final segment here on Texans Radio tonight with an around-the-league thing as November 5th. Well, let's get to the sounder first. November 5th, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers invade NRG Stadium. Baker Mayfield has been named the starter for the Bucks. Johnny, is he still in the hole when the Texans play the Bucks November 5th?
0: Does he last? I'm going to say yes, and I don't think it's so much. I know Kyle Trask had a nice ball game the other night, but it's just something with Trask that... I've never been totally sold. And I should be. The guy's got a great story. Um, but just that's st- totally sold on him to being an NFL quarterback. He doesn't move extremely well. I think you have to in today's NFL. Rushers are too good. Defense coordinators are too good moving quarterbacks off the spot. Um, but I think Baker's not been special by any means with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But I think there's still enough there when he's playing with Evans and Godwin if they're both healthy. Um, they got to get more on their run game. But... The offensive line has taken a few hits. Donovan Smith's no longer there. Uh, Allie Marpet retired. So the offensive line has taken some hits. But I think Baker will be the guy at least this year. And if he's not, then the whole thing crumbles. Then Caleb Williams will be at their disposal or Drake May, or whoever they want to draft, uh, at the top of the draft. So I think we will see Baker. I think it's let's ride this. Baker can get us some wins. Look, in that division – I mean, I think the division will be a little bit better, but I still think nine wins could win that division. Yeah. So, I think Baker can get enough wins to at least keep them in it, and then you never know what happens at the end of the season. So, I think we'll see Baker, yeah.
1: I think it's Atlanta versus New Orleans, and I think New Orleans gets it, but we'll see because everybody's got problems. It's kind of like life itself. All right, let's get to the next one. All right, Johnny, I'm going to ask you a loaded question here. And I don't know where it all goes for their season, but... Am I enjoying what's happening to the Indianapolis Colts right now? <laughs> That's my question.
0: Yeah, you're enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. You're this. enjoying it, yeah.
1: I'm enjoying it. Taylor seeking, well, getting permission to seek a trade uh, fight at practice today with old. the Philadelphia Eagles, and Anthony Richardson got punched?
0: Yeah, Anthony Richardson apparently, you know, in the joint practice, quarterback will run the ball and you're not supposed to tackle him, but the opposing team will try and punch it out. Peanut Tillman punched it out. Yeah. And apparently Derek Barnett, defensive end for the Eagles, went to go punch it out. Boom, boom and it accidentally. accidentally punched Richardson, and that kind of set things off. And then a little while later, uh, Jason Kelsey, all-pro center of the Eagles, mm-hmm. uh, thought a Colt hit uh, an Eagle pass catcher late. So Kelsey went over there and enacted a little bit of justice. And then after that, um, you guys go to your separate corners. They were separated for the rest of the practice.
1: This is like... Texans against Washington in yeah, 2015, yeah, yeah. although that was the worst I've ever seen that in Detroit That was terrible. Practice. That was a oh. tidal
0: wave of activity, right? Well, they all met in that field. There was, there was a field one and a field two, and field one's fight was going on as they were starting one in field two, and it all kind of merged like right there in the middle. It was nasty. Oh, it was nuts.
1: It was uh, – I'm watching it live, I thought – This is going to go viral. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is going to be very bad. There are a few things that went viral. The Hop and D'Angelo. Yeah, Hop and
0: D'Angelo Hall. I end things. I end things. Yeah, that
1: and then the (laughs) Vince Will Fork blast into the backfield. What Mm -hmm. was that? That went viral as well. Um, And RG3's mom hosting a radio show. No, that just went viral in our little (laughs) world. But, Johnny, so the Colts have this altercation. You know what? Forget about them for a moment. I have this vibe right now, and it's for good reason. So the Patriots canceled joint practices. I know they had the injury to feed into that.
0: Yeah, I say. You had LaFleur
1: and Sala saying what they said, which Mm is uh, maybe one is good enough. Yeah. You had what happened today. You had the Texans calling it off with the New Orleans Saints this week. I feel like joint practices, they're going to get heavily rethinked or they're going to go away because teams cannot afford this. Right. Fights, injuries, wear and tear. I know the preseason games are their own special kind of wear and tear, and the officials are there, joint practices, but they really can't enforce much. It's not like there for the world to
0: see on the game stage where it just feels different. It feels more policed, if you will. I thought about this after the week with Miami. I, th- I think there are a couple things that I would do. If I were in the NFL, here's what I would say. I would say, you want to have joint practices? Fine. You can have one. Oh. You, you, I'm sorry. You can have... Two weeks worth, but you can only have one joint practice with that team. Because when you get to the second day, that's when it gets dicey. Yep. The second day gets very dicey because now you're seeing the same guys like, okay, this guy did this to me yesterday, I'm going to go get him. You can have the first two weeks of the preseason, you can have a joint practice, but you can have one practice. So if, let's say you play the game on Saturday, you get your joint practice in on Thursday. Also, there is nothing of an individual nature. You oh. just do team, team. or seven-on-seven. Seven. Good. That's all you do. You don't do one-on-ones. Right. You can do one-on-ones with your team. That's it. But it becomes a true scrimmage situation. The now, one-on-ones are fight starters. They're absolutely fight starters. Um, And I don't know how this happened with the Eagles and Colts, but I think think about how we are, just you and me right now, think about how tired we are and how what we've been going through, which is nothing compared to these players. Now imagine – you got to go against some other team where the intensity is 1,000%, and you got to go against them for two straight days? Yeah. You know what? I think
1: joint practices the third week of the preseason, they look good on paper yeah. when you're at the owner's mm-hmm. meetings and everyone's sitting around like, yeah, let's get together. And then you get here, and it just feels sort yep. of like too much. Right. And maybe that might be the case with a lot of these teams. All right. I'm going to go with one more here because I can't resist this one. When you're talking about endorsement deals and Will Levis and, what is it, a lifetime endorsement from Hellman's Mayonnaise, that's a little esoteric to me.
0: Yeah, and it's awesomely bad, but it's so awesome. Will Levis, I think it was at SEC Media Days, put mayonnaise in his coffee, and everybody was mortified, which is what Will Levis is, apparently, of milk. He is apparently mortified. It's like snakes or really? heights. Because it comes from a cow? I don't know. But does he know. know how mayonnaise is made? I, all right. I don't know. But he put mayonnaise in his coffee, and I guess he continues to do that. Now, he also eats bananas with the peel on. So maybe Dole? Maybe. oh dole yeah, Dole with Chiquita? Give him a, a dia chiquita, yeah, absolutely. But that's where it comes from. So there, there's a commercial already on social media of him sitting there and with all the mayonnaise behind him, hates milk, can't stand it, loves mayo, lifetime mayo deal. Good I, for him. You if know he, why? he might be a third stringer who has a lifetime mayo deal. Good
1: for him. <laughs> third, I know, because Malik Willis, like right. we said in the last segment, hey, he's going to become the next pro bowler. Just kidding. But this makes me feel better. You know why? I put mayonnaise on my French fries. It's a Euro thing. Yeah, I, I, I do that. it. Look, I'm from the Netherlands. It's huge over there. A lot of people are disgusted by it, but it's not nearly as disgusting as putting mayonnaise in your coffee. Yes, so gosh. I'm off the hook now. Yeah, you're
0: off the hook. See? I put mayonnaise on, mayonnaise on my fries. It's like a garlic aioli that a lot of people put on fries. I'm cool with that. Totally. I think that's fantastic sounding, actually. I mean, maybe after this show, maybe fries and some mayo. Mayo and coffee? Ah.
1: Yeah, not not a good thing. Anyway, good luck to Will Levis uh, with that, but not so much with the football thing with the Titans. Nothing personal. All right, that's it for the show tonight. We'll be back on it tomorrow. Thank you to Nick Casario for being on the program tonight. And we've got big programs coming up before we get to New Orleans for the night game Sunday, 7 o'clock kick right here and on Fox 26 and the Bull 100.3 FM and Mega and many other places. Have a great evening, everyone. Go Texans. All right, our final segment here on Texans Radio tonight with an around-the-league thing as November 5th. Well, let's get to the sounder first. November 5th, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers invade NRG Stadium. Baker Mayfield has been named the starter for the Bucs. Johnny, is he still in the hole when the <laughs> Texans play the Bucs November 5th? Does
0: he last? I'm going to say yes, and I don't think it's so much. I know Kyle Trask had a nice ball game the other night, but... It's just something with Trask that I've never been totally sold. And I should be. The guy's got a great story. Um, but just not to- totally sold on him to being an NFL quarterback. He doesn't move extremely well. I think you have to in today's NFL. Rushers are too good. Defense coordinators are too good moving quarterbacks off the spot. Um, but I think Baker's not been special by any means with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But I think they're still enough there when he's playing with Evans and Godwin, if they're both healthy. Um they got to get more on the their run game, but the offensive line has taken a few hits. Donovan Smith's no longer there. Uh, Allie Marpet retired. So the offensive line's taking some hits, but I think Baker will be the guy at least this year. And if he's not, then the whole thing crumbles. Then Caleb Williams will be at their disposal or Drake May, or whoever they want to draft, uh, at the top of the draft. So I think we will see Baker. I think it's, let's ride this. Baker can get us some wins. Look, in that division... I mean, I think the division will be a little bit better, but I still think nine wins could win that division. Yeah. So I think Baker can get enough wins to at least keep them in it, and then you never know what happens at the end of the season. So I think we'll see Baker, yeah.
1: I think it's Atlanta versus New Orleans, and I think New Orleans gets it, but we'll see because everybody's got problems. It's kind of like life itself. All right, let's get to the next one. All right, Johnny, I'm going to ask you a loaded question here, and I don't know where it all goes for their season, but... Am I enjoying what's happening to the Indianapolis Colts right now? <laughs> That's my question.
0: Yeah, you're enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. You're this. enjoying it, yeah.
1: I'm enjoying it. Taylor seeking, well, getting permission to seek a trade yeah. fight at practice today with oh. the Philadelphia Eagles, and Anthony Richardson got punched?
0: Yeah, Anthony Richardson apparently, you know, in the joint practice, quarterback will run the ball and you're not supposed to tackle him, but the opposing team will try and punch it out. Peanut Tillman punched it out. Yeah. And apparently Derek Barnett, defensive end for the Eagles, went to go punch it out. Boom, boom and it apparently. accidentally punched Richardson, and that kind of set things off. And then a little while later, uh, Jason Kelsey, all-pro center of the Eagles, mm-hmm. uh, thought a Colt hit uh, an Eagle pass catcher late. So Kelsey went over there and enacted a little bit of justice. And then after that, um, you guys go to your separate corners. They were separated for the rest of practice.
1: This is like... Texans against Washington in yeah, 2015. Yeah, yeah. Although yep. that was the worst I've ever seen. That Detroit was terrible. Practice. That was a oh. tidal wave of
0: activity, right? Well, they all met in that. There was there was a field one and a field two. And field one's fight was going on as they were starting one in field two. And it all kind of merged like right there in the middle. It was nasty. Oh, it was nuts.
1: It was uh, watching it live. I thought. This is going to go viral. Mm-hmm. This is going to be very bad. There are a few things that went viral. The Hop and D'Angelo. Yeah, Hop
0: and D'Angelo Hall. I end things. I end things. Yeah,
1: that and then the Vince <laughs> Will Fork blast into the backfield. What was mm-hmm. that? That went viral as well. Yep. Um, and RG3's mom hosting a radio show. No, that just went viral in our little <laughs> world. But, Johnny, so the Colts have this altercation. You know what? Forget about them for a moment. I have this vibe right now, and it's for good reason. So the Patriots cancel joint practices. I know they had the injury yep. to feed into that. Yeah, I say. It you had LaFleur them, yeah. and Sala saying what they said, which mm-hmm. is uh, maybe one is good enough. Yeah. You had what happened today. You had the Texans ca- calling it off with the New Orleans Saints this week. I feel like joint practices, they're going to get heavily rethinked or they're going to go away because teams cannot afford this. Right. Fights, injuries, wear and tear. I know the preseason games are their own special kind of wear and tear, and the officials are there, joint practices, but they really can't enforce much. It's not like there for the world to see on the game
0: stage where it just feels different. It feels more policed, if you will. I thought about this after the week with Miami. I, th- I think there are a couple things that I would do. If I were the NFL, here's what I would say. I would say, you want to have joint practices? Fine. You can have one. Oh. You, you, I'm sorry. You can have... Two weeks worth, but you can only have one joint practice with that team. Because when you get to the second day, that's when it gets dicey. Yep. The second day gets very dicey because now you're seeing the same guys. Like, okay, this guy did this to me yesterday. I'm going to go get him. You can have the first two weeks of the preseason, you can have a joint practice, but you get one practice. So if, let's say you play the game on Saturday, you get your joint practice in on Thursday. Also, there is nothing of an individual nature. You just do team team. or seven-on-seven. Good. That's all you do. You don't do one-on-ones. Right. You can do one-on-ones with your team. That's it. But it becomes a true scrimmage situation. The one-on-ones are fight starters. They're absolutely fight starters. Um, And I don't know how this happened with the Eagles and Colts, but I think – think about how we are – just you and me right now. Think about how tired we are and how – what we've been going through, which is nothing compared to these players – now, imagine you got to go against some other team where the intensity is a thousand percent and you got to go against them for two straight days. Yeah, you know what? I think joint
1: practices the third week of the preseason they look good on paper yeah. when you're at the owners' mm-hmm. meetings and everyone's sitting around, like, yeah, let's get together. And then you get here and it just feels sort yep. of like too much, right? And maybe that might be the case with a lot of these teams. All right, I'm going to go with one more here because I can't resist this one. When you're talking about endorsement deals and Will Levis and what is it, a lifetime endorsement from Hellman's Mayonnaise, that's a little
0: esoteric to me. Yeah, and it's awesomely bad, but it's so awesome. Will Levis, I think it was at SEC Media Days, put mayonnaise in his coffee, and everybody was mortified. Which is what Will Levis is, apparently, of milk. He is apparently mortified. It's like snakes or really? heights. Because it comes from a cow? I don't know. But does not know, know how mayonnaise is made? I, all right. I don't know. But he put mayonnaise in his coffee, and I guess he continues to do that. Now, he also eats bananas with the peel on. So maybe Dole? Maybe. Oh, yeah. Dole with Chiquita? A, a dia. Chiquita, yeah, absolutely. But that's where it comes from. So there, there's a commercial already on social media of him sitting there and with all the mayonnaise behind him. Hates milk. Can't stand it. Loves mayo. Lifetime mayo deal. Good for I, him. You know he, why? he might be a third stringer who has a lifetime mayo deal. Good for him. <laughs> third,
1: sir. I know, because Malik Willis, like right. we said in the last segment, hey, he's going to become the next pro bowler. Just kidding. But this makes me feel better. You know Why? I put mayonnaise on my French fries. It's a Euro thing. Yeah, I do I get it. That. Look, I'm from the Netherlands. It's huge over there. A lot of people are disgusted by it, but it's not nearly as disgusting as putting mayonnaise in your coffee. That's so fresh. I'm off the hook now. Yeah, you're off the hook. See,
0: I put mayonnaise on. mayonnaise on my fries. It's like a garlic aioli that a lot of people put on fries. I'm cool with that. Totally. I think that's fantastic sounding. Actually, I mean, maybe after this show, maybe fries and some mayo. Mayo and coffee. Ah. Yeah, not not a good thing. Anyway,
1: good luck to Will Levis uh, with that, but not so much with the football thing with the Titans. Nothing personal. All right, that's it for the show tonight. We'll be back on it tomorrow. Thank you to Nick Casario for being on the program tonight. And we've got big programs coming up before we get to New Orleans for the night game Sunday, 7 o'clock kick right here and on Fox 26 and the Bull 100.3 FM and Mega and many other places. Have a great evening, everyone. Go Texans.